This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 111 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Pleasure as always to be in your company. If you've only just stumbled across us, you can subscribe via iTunes. We are there. Fight Disciples is what you search for. You can do it via our website as well, fightdisciples.com. Uh, and you can get us on all social media platforms at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A little bit weird this for us now, right? Because normally we record during the afternoons. We're gonna, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret of the Fight Disciples podcast. This is going behind the fourth wall. We're breaking that fourth <laughs> wall. This is what we're doing. Normally we record during the day. However, the month of June has been kind of a little bit all over the place because we work. We do work for other people as well as on on this what we what we do for you on a on a weekly basis. So I'm currently um, sat in London. Nick's currently sat in our normal studio in Liverpool. But normally we're doing this in the afternoon. Try and bear with me. We'll get there eventually. But it's what half past nine at night now on yep. uh, on a Tuesday evening. You're probably listening to this on a Wednesday. So we've only done this a couple of hours before. There's two benefits to this. One, we might not necessarily have to eat humble pie like we will be doing a little bit later on in the show when we told you last week that McGregor and Mayweather won't be happening in August and then six hours later <laughs> it gets revealed. Uh, but the real reason why we're here at this particular time is uh, Nicky Boy's had a little bit of a misdemeanour on the way to the studio, haven't you, mate? What's been going on? Uh, I've, I've had an eventful day. I was, uh, like yourself, I <clears throat> was working today doing, the old, doing a bit of a nine-to-five. Eventually gets home, and uh, I've been home no more than about 20 minutes before, uh, obviously, Jane's had the kids all day and stuff, so I'm oh, playing yeah. with the little fella, you know, he's, he's he's like two and a bit, so... Give give a bit of context for people listening to this, not in the UK, it's absolutely red hot. Oh red yeah, it's hot. crazy at the moment, absolutely crazy. Oh, it's so proper. It's, it's like being abroad, which is very rare for the UK. This is like, you know, this is we're being spoiled. This is our summer at the yeah. moment. This, two, this, two kids under three in this weather, mate. You don't fancy that. It, well, I got home and Jane's, <laughs> Jane's up the wall because she's been stuck in the house because the little fella's potty training. He's, at what, he's like three days into potty training. Lad, yeah. No nappies, all that kind of stuff. Un, hundies, as he calls them. Nice. Hun, it's like a Brazilian pronunciation. Hundies. So he's 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 wearing his hundies, or in this case, he isn't wearing his hundies because he's wet two pairs and and pooed in another pair. So as you can imagine, and the baby's she's all sweaty, she can't get to sleep, she won't go for a nap. So when I walk through the door just before six o'clock, as you can imagine, Jane is just like, I've had enough. <laughs> I need a break, you know, kind of thing. So I'm trying to get the kids and have a little play, and we're in the garden, and then. Mm. Gradually, we come back inside because it's time to quieten down now, and the the baby goes upstairs and stuff. And thinking, you know, at some stage we'll have our tea. The kids have been fed; we'll have our tea. And anyway, Jane's upstairs putting the baby to sleep. I'm chasing the little fella about the around the island in the kitchen. And the you've Ooh. been you've, you've been to my house. We've got on one side of the kitchen, I've got like a wall of units, Ooh. and in the units, you've got the oven, you've got the microwave, you've got all these appliances fitted into like the the wall unit thing. Anyway, we're <laughs> we're playing around, we're chasing about. Jane comes down to take the baby's milk out of the microwave, doesn't close the microwave door. I'm scuttling around on all fours, hide, kind of hiding, chasing the baby. So without even knowing, I like like Linford Christie out of the blocks, I burst up in the air from crouching position all fours, hits this microwave door full on with me shoulder. 
The door completely and utterly smashes, shatters, glass explodes all over the kitchen. I'm writhing round on the floor with a busted shoulder. The little fella is standing on his table absolutely in fits of laughter because he thinks it's hilarious that dad's just exploded the microwave oven. And then Jane comes down with just like a face of thunder and I was just like, you left the door out? And it was just, anyway, chaos. 20 minutes later, I'm on the phone to the builder. They don't do replacement doors for microwaves. Just dropped it 165 quid. Like nice, that. Boom. nice. Got so, it. Listen, you've got to get the microwave in for the baby's bottles, man. Exactly, you? yeah. So listen, you, you thought we were recording one show tonight. We're going to have to record about five of them. <laughs> and we need sponsors because i got to pay for a new microwave now. So yeah, you know when you just think, I shouldn't have bothered going home. I should have mm. just, I was in town anyway. Stay in the studio, today. man. What's I should have just stayed in the studio. Mm. I should have just dialed the pizza and sent it to the house for Jane and the kids. That's it. So yeah, yeah, no microwave. And you know yourself when you've got a baby under under one that needs bottles doing and oh. the microwave is like gets abused, used and abused in our house. So when I left, Jane was boiling a pot of water to put the bottles in Lovely. for tomorrow. So that, so, then, oh. so how did you get away? We explained it. Listen, I'm just going to go and do the show now. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. just off now. Whilst it's all kicked off, I'm just going to leave you. All right. So, so thankfully, I, flick, I picked all the glass out, got the cling film out, wrapped the door in cling film to make it as safe as possible. And I just said to Jane, you're not going to believe this, but I've actually got to go back to the studio to record tomorrow's show. So the look said it all. Put it this way. By the time I get in tonight, it'll be gone half past ten. She will be in bed. There Without you, a doubt. My go. dinner sneaking in. in the dog. Sneaking in. Sneaking. Yep. Shall we talk boxing then, my man? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, let's please. Let's, please. Let's, listen, let's take your mind off it a little bit and have a laugh at Tony Weeks because he's had a little bit of a nightmare at the weekend as the boy, hasn't he? He's had a worse weekend than I've had a day, put it that way, yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, Kovalev, Wood, part two, dead excited about it, all buzzing about it. I'm going to be dead honest with you, man, right? All the needle that was building up nicely... I'm kind of a little bit disappointed in fight week. Last week we were buzzing, weren't we? We were thinking, God, this is going to be amazing. And one, Kovalev walks out of the press conference, so I'm thinking to myself, why aren't they in each other's faces? Mm. Why aren't they like get, getting all under each other's skin? So Kovalev, I don't know whether he bottled it or whether it had got to him or whatever it may be, but getting away from that situation, I thought it was a little bit of bad promotion. I'm, it's been slagged anyway in the UK for its promotion because this is a super fight and everybody's talking about the circus rather than the super fight. And that's, okay, fair enough, because the the circus was announced last week, so everybody's excited about it, and that's cool. But even before the circus, there wasn't that major of a build-up here in the UK, so I'm doubting that it was like that over in the States. And if you've got two gazers that... Let's be honest, they don't like each other, man. It's not fake. They don't like each other, especially, and it's even heightened after the first fight. Why don't they? Why don't you keep sticking in a room together and see what happens? I know that sounds like I'm just poking the bear and you know for my own humour, but if you're promoting a fight and you want to maybe sell some pay per views, because we had we talked about the first fight, it only did 160 thousand pay per views. Yeah. So if you want to make some dough on it, stick these two guys in a room. Um, the fight itself should sell itself, but if you put animosity on top of that, then. You, you make a boatload of cash, and I don't understand why you did. So I went into last weekend not as excited as I should have been, I think. And then when the fight kicks off, okay, I'm thinking, oh, this is all right. Yeah, it's going to go. Oh, yeah, this is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then what happened? The, t- the way that it finished, I'm, I, I still feel now like it's like, ugh. You know what I mean? I feel like I've yeah. shagged someone and not come. That's what I, that's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Which never happens, by the way. I was going to say. <laughs> what does that feel like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. I don't think I've ever done that. But that's what I'm guessing it would feel like. 
<laughs> Great analogy, yeah. I like it. I, I can't actually relate to your analogy, no. but what I will say is, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. The fight started really well, uh, but just getting to the fight, it, it did kind of sneak up on me. You know, I watched one episode of Twenty Four Seven, and that was it. You know, I mm. didn't, I didn't really enjoy the build up because of obviously everyone in one man as dog was talking about Mayweather McGregor. But even before then, you're right, there was no real big stink about it. Triple G, probably people, more people talk about Triple G Canelo, um, and it's a shame because this is, you know, this is the this is similar to Triple G Canelo, the best light heavyweight on the planet. Two guys that are ranked in the easily the top ten, a lot of people's top five, pound for pound. So it should have been huge, but it really didn't get the attention it deserved. And then we got another fight that we come out with more questions than we've got answers, exactly like the first fight. Hmm. You know, for me. I thought this fight, I thought Kovalev looked like he started faster. Andre Ward definitely started faster. Yeah. Kovalev definitely had the out, the beating on the output. He certainly threw more punches, but you could argue that Ward landed the better punches. Uh, I probably had Kovalev up going into the seventh round. I probably had him 4-2 up, so he was ahead on my card. Mm. Uh, but that's when Ward really started taking over. Uh, but uh, Listen, I've watched the finish back over and over, and categorically, Tony Weeks is at fault. It was a bad stoppage. One, the the the, the blow the blows were definitely low on the replay, and he he didn't have the benefit of the replay, so kind of cut him a bit of slack there. Because when I first watched it, I thought, "Fuck, Kovalev's gone. He's doubled over here, and Ward's just hacking him down." When you see the replay, certainly the replay, the the little footage that we put that we put up on our social media yeah. from that one angle, you can see, "Fuck me, they're low." Their solo is, is Ward's, Ward's fist nearly going up Kovalev's ass. That's how low that is. You know, that, that wasn't a cock shot. That's a gooch shot. You know, the gooch. You know, that little space between your test, your, your bollocks and your arsehole. That's where they were landing. Fuck me. That, they were low blows, son. You know, there was shit on his gloves. That's how low they were. So Tony Weeks has missed a massive thing there. That, that is a major fucking point. You know, we should have picked up on that. They were low, son. They're that low. He's got shit on his gloves. That is the quote of the show. What a beaut. But to be fair, regarding the low blows, it wasn't the first one, was it? I mean, he picked the first one in the fight. He saw it and he gave him a little bit of time. Second and third one he missed. And I can understand why he's missed them because they were on the blind side of him. Fair enough. He's told him to crack on and fight and defend yourself at all times and all that type of stuff. But the one that actually stops the fight is looking right at it, mate. He's looking right down the barrel of it. Now... Here's where I've got beef with him because people will be listening to this and they've got their own opinions of it. And everybody's entitled to that. Of course they are. We're boxing fans. Everybody sees things in their own way. You yeah. just said that you thought Kovalev were up. I personally thought that it was a draw. I scored, I hate doing this. Mm-hmm. I, scored, I scored three 10 10 rounds, mate. That's where I were at at the, at the time of the stoppage, which pisses me off because I hate doing it. Yeah. But on the actual stoppage itself, and I'm sure we're all agreed on this, whether you think Kovalev was up, Ward was up, whether it's a good stoppage, bad stoppage, whatever. I am sure that every single one of us is agreed when we say, if he thinks, first of all, it's an illegal blow, which obviously he doesn't, but let's say he does and he thinks mm-hmm. it's an illegal blow, you give Kovalev the time to recover, all right? Yep. You give him well, you stop the fight, you've covered the time to recover, you either give a final yeah. warning or you take a point You off. take a time out, there you go, sort yourself out, put your bollocks back down on all that type of stuff and let's crack mm-hmm. on. Yeah. If you think it's a legal blow, you give him a count. 
Exactly. Why has he stopped the fight? You say, well, okay, yeah, he's, he's doubled him over. Like you just said, he thinks he's doubled him over. He's, he's put him on his knees, whatever. Yeah. This is a former world champion. He was only, this is the guy that beat him, obviously, but he's a former world champion. Multiple world champions. So he thinks to himself, all right, let's give him benefit of doubt. We'll get your standing eight counts on. Exactly. That, that was what made it even more unbelievable. It's like, why is he stopping it now? You know, you, you haven't even given Kovalev the chance to recover, you know, if they're two heavy blows, then yeah, as you say, give them an eight count, stand them up, have a look at him, see why he's doubled over. Then wait to, it, yeah. To stop the fight in that manner, it was ridiculous. It's it just, I just couldn't believe a, a guy of Tony Weeks' experience would perform like that and ruin such a big fight because he's been in massive fights before, Tony yeah. Weeks. He's one of the most experienced referees in the world. And when that when he was announced to be the referee for this fight, I was like, yeah, cool, man. That That's the man. You know, mm. we need someone that can take control. So for him to fuck up on this level makes it even worse. And the, the problem now is... Um, we, we, we're not going to see a third fight no, as well. Not. No, we're not. We're never going to see a third fight. If you're fight. thinking, oh, there's going to be another one because there's no un- unanswered questions, Ward ain't taking no it, chance. Why, the fuck ain't we, why does Ward do that? Because on paper now, he's beat this guy twice. So yeah. why why should, why the hell should he fight him again? Hmm. And as, as we just mentioned there, coming into it, it's not like these guys are breaking the bank. It's not like these guys are making the type of money that Mayweather, uh, money. Mayweather, no. Mayweather and McGregor will be making. Not even close. So I wasn't surprised to hear Ward starting to talk about heavyweights. But before we come on to that... One thing that did surprise me in the fight, though, is when he, when Ward caught Kovalev with that right hand earlier in the fight, and he turned his back. Yeah. And even Tony Weeks was like, "Whoa, whoa, defend yourself, defend yourself." I yeah. was like, "What, what the fuck is Kovalev doing?" Yeah. Like, why is he walking away? And so I don't know whether that is put is on Tony Weeks' mind. Like, he's finished here because he's gone. Because I'll be honest, like the first fight, after the end of round five into round six, I'm thinking Kovalev's gone. Like hmm. Kovalev looks fucked again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is he just a six-round fighter? Is that what it is? The, I'll, I'll no, be I don't honest. Think it is. I don't think it is that, mate. I'll be dead honest with, with you, right? This is a guy that's used to bullying people. He's, yeah. used to, he's used to getting in there and bullying him and having his own way. Andre Ward bullied him. Yeah. Now, like I said, I, I said that it, I thought it was a draw, but Andre Ward, the way that he finished... The tide had turned. Oh, the yeah. tide had turned. And, the, yeah, and, yeah. and this is the thing that's a little bit... I feel a little bit bad for Andre Ward at this point, really, because... Yes, you've got the low blow. Yeah, everybody's talking Kovalev's pissed off and all this type of stuff. But if when when he w- hit him with that right hand and he threw everything behind it and he obviously wobbled him in uh, in the round that he ended up finishing in, the way that he went about picking him to pieces, the way that he went about his business in such a clinical fashion, that is why... I mean, he has to be on the pound-for-pound pound list. That is why he's there, mate, because mm-hmm. that was elite. That is next-generation shit. He's in the fight of his life against the most toughest opponent of his of his time. It's the yeah. rematch because there's unanswered questions. This is probably the first time that he's hurt him because he didn't hurt him in the first fight properly. This is the first fight time that he's properly hurt him. You could panic. I'd panic. I mean, the majority of fighters would panic in that situation. He was cool as fuck, and he went in there, and every shot counted. He landed every single one. Body, 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 head, body, body, body. It was, yeah. it was, unbe- it was like a well, rhythm. Clinical. Yeah, it was, it was clinical, unbelievable yeah. to watch. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah. I, I think that's why they're talking now potentially about him moving up to heavyweight, because he's, he's that clinical. He's that tidy a boxer. He's a far better technician, you could argue, than anybody in the heavyweight division, which is why they're probably making those noises now. On top of the fact there's nobody at Cruiserweight that generates any money whatsoever against Andre Ward. But just coming back to the Kovalev thing, maybe that is what 
made Tony Weeks stop the fight. The fact that it, he was showing signs that he didn't want to be in there. He was showing signs that he was yeah. he was gone. You know, between rounds, he's standing with his arms up on the ropes. He was he was visibly starting to sag Kovalev. He visibly looked like he he, he you know he, bro- he, 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 he was had starting his to look defeated. He, he had his heart yeah, broke. yeah. But then again, you know, that said, we cannot get away from the fact that those blows were low. Yeah. And the fight should have been stopped. He should have been allowed the opportunity re- to recover from there. And you know what? On top of it all, Andre Ward's been robbed of a fucking brilliant finish. Yeah. Because he was going to finish Kovlev. I think if Ward, if I think if Tony Weeks had stepped in and go, whoa, Andre, that was low. Go to that corner. Kovlev, you've got five minutes. Okay. Back to Andre Ward. Listen, warning, that was low. I know you're about to finish him, but that was low. There's your final warning. Don't do it again. Kovalev, are you okay to continue? Right, you're okay to continue. Let's do it. I think Ward knocks him out. Yeah. The way the tide are I think Ward would have knocked him out then. And I think that's the bad thing for Andre Ward. You've robbed him of that opportunity. But you know what? The whole thing, it, it, again, just Tony Weeks, man, for fuck's sake. I know he's come out and apologised afterwards, but this was a big one, man. Don't fuck up a big one. Mm. And you know what he's done? Tony Weeks now, he's fucked himself because he ain't going to be in the May- Mayweather-McGregor fight now. Mm. And he was probably one of the top top three or four referees that are in the in the frame for that fight. Yeah, well, Howard Foster's delighted because we're not talking about him this week. and uh, <laughs> yeah. He might be in for the Triple G Canelo fight. You never know. He might be, <laughs> might be getting the call off the back of that. <laughs> Speaking of refereeing, mate, you've got to talk about Rigo. We have to talk about Rigo okay, Dow's yeah. fight. Jesus. Yeah. Two on the same night. So you've got Tony Weeks doing that in the main event and then on the co-main, on the underneath it you've got the most bizarre thing that i've ever seen i mean i've watched a lot of boxing over the years mate as of you i've never seen anything like that that was weird it was weird yeah but to be honest we've seen a bit of it the other week when we had all them young british fighters like anthony fowler and <laughs> they were yeah. all throwing dates yeah, off yeah, the bell yeah. but uh you know regondo was a lot a lot more shrewd than that it was such a weird round wasn't it you know it was just like before uh, we talk about the refereeing then before you talk yeah. about the refereeing talk about the actual incident the, what did you see? What did you? What, what, how how did that um, round end for you? So for me, it was like the entire round. You had that Flores who was just like obviously pushing to try and put Rigondo in an uncomfortable position to yeah. have any kind of opportunity to uh, to break him down. So you had basically two minutes and I'd guess 45 seconds of Flores chasing Rigondo, yeah. unloading fucking everything but the kitchen sink and landing very little at all. In fact, probably nothing. I know and that he's then, boring. I know that he's boring, Rigondo, right? But listen, Rigondo, hell, he's brilliant at, he was, at, at listen, distance, isn't he? For me, this, if this would have been in the ti- inside a three-minute time limit, I'd have said, fuck me, that was Rigondo at his best. Because as I say, Flores threw everything, but Rigondo's <laughs> footwork and his movement and every his lateral movement's insane. And Flores landed pretty much fuck all for two two minutes and 45 seconds of action. Rigondo was just eyeing him up, waiting, waiting like, like a predator, just waiting, waiting on him. And as soon as he seen that opportunity, Rigondo just exploded with a, with a couple of punches. Flores looked in tr- trouble. Problem now is we heard the bell, ding, ding, ding. And a couple of, and then, you know, I don't, it was probably like half a second or maybe even a full second, but it felt like 20 minutes when you watch the replay. Mm. Rogondo then <laughs> lands a big punch right on the jaw of Flores. Then we had the whole bizarre thing of Flores taking it on the chin, his brain saying, he's just hit us after the bell. What should we do? Yeah. We could go down. Yeah, <laughs> we could man. go down for a disqualification. Mate, he's trying, <sighs> mate. Sits himself down, lays back, puts his arms out like a crucifix. The fuck, what are you doing? Mate, it was it a was, farce. It was a farce, yeah, yeah. It was a farce. Now listen, again, the guy to blame, Vic Draculich, the referee, you know, come on, that was late. 
He needed to take a grip of it. Obviously, why was he obsessed with Rigondo holding the back? Holding of his the back head? of his head I've because got no idea. it's like he's it, like he got stuck in that thought process. Yes, Rigo was holding the back of his head and he was hitting him with uppercuts. Right, and he was, and you could see the ref physically going to step in to warn him. Hey, you don't do that, naughty, yeah. naughty, right? But he'd let go by the time, and there was a second misdemeanor off the back of it when he knocked him out. Well, I don't think he even fucking no, no. knocked him when out. It, he cheated. It, it was after the bell when he landed that yeah, shot, but the referee was already yeah. halfway between them. But by was then, like, why can't you think about what happened after it? Why, why are you still thinking about the thing that is stuck in your brain? It's like your brain had stopped thinking at the time that you were going. I'm going to talk to him about holding the back of the head. I'm forgetting everything else that happened after it, and exactly. that's and that's what caused all the confusion. Why are you why are you so bothered about it? So they get the referee out the ring. The next thing, he's talking to the TV executives. And the TV executives are going, yeah, we've just watched the replay. It was definitely after the bell. And the referee's not listening to that. He's just going, he was holding them behind the back of her head. Yeah, yeah he was holding them. So then Bob Bennett appears, who's the, who's the Nevada State Athletic Commission, uh, you know, the head commissioner. He appears and he's like, yeah, it was after the bell, yeah. And the, and the referee's going... Yeah, well, he had, the, he had them around the back of the head, Bob. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking like, <laughs> about? Different things. And then they literally, like, this is all on TV. And they like, literally, categorically, like, it, he punched them after the bell. Right, okay. And then the referee, the referee talking to the, you know, talking to whoever. And he's, and he's kind of going, yeah, yeah, it was before the bell. So it's a win for Rigondo to knock out victory. It was just before. And I'm like, well, you've fucking just been told. By the, the commissioner and by the TV who've watched the replay. It was definitely after the bell. Why are you now saying it was before the bell and it's a clean knockout? Mate, they asked him. They, said, what, chaos. they kept saying to him, what do you want to do? And he goes, uh, well, I think it might be a no contest. It could even be a disqualification. No, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give him the knockout. I'm going to give it yeah, him. What? <laughs> Where have you pulled that one from? Has someone <laughs> told you that insane. they've got some money on it and you needed to sort them out? Absolutely. It was insane, mate. It was. Absolutely it's, it's embarrassing ridiculous. because obviously Nevada have come out today and, and basically said that it's now going to be overturned to a no contest, which yeah. they should have done. Bob, I don't know why Bob Bennett on a night just went. No, 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 no. <laughs> we just had a fucking conversation about this, Vic. Yeah, Vic. We've just been talking about this. Hmm. We just told you it was after the bell. It's got to be a no contest. It was just. Oh, it was. It was insane. The what thing is. Insane the thing is. The no, the no contest thing, right? You, for me, my understanding of it is it becomes a no contest because it was an accidental blow. Yes. After, come yes. on, man. Come on, right? He fucking knew what he was doing. It was too long. It, it the, was too long. For example, when we, we the us category thing, we, uh, Durrell, right? Well, obviously, yeah. that famous night when Blooming Durrell's uh, uncle gets in the ring and does what he's doing. Yeah. That night, that was at the end of a combination that just so happened to have th- started before uh, the end of the round. The yep. bell goes in the middle of that combination. So therefore, yep. I go, that's accidental. He's in the middle of a combination. Okay, job done. And again, Darrell threw that fight at that point. He could have got up the cheeky bastard. Yep. Then, this one at the weekend, I get. I stand by what you just said there with Moises Flores. <sighs> what is he playing at? Absolute clown, trying to win the world title on a disqualification, trying yep. his luck. He could have got up, and we could have. This all would wouldn't could have, have happened. Wouldn't even could have happened. Have well, Rigondo could have been could have been doctor point or whatever, or mm. you know, he he should have been penalised for throwing that punch. Well, as for you me, say, the I, bell went. He knows what he's doing, and Rigo, then he threw it. Mate, we're not talking about. He's thirty six years of age, right? He's the most one of the most coloured um, amateurs of of all time. Him and Lomachenko, the, the yeah. absolute daddies. Okay, his his professional career has probably been stuck a little bit, mainly because of his, himself. Uh, but he's 36 years of age. He knows what he's doing. He, that's not in a combination. He's pinged him after the bell. He knows the crack. Yeah, yeah. 
definitely. I completely agree with you. And uh, I'd overturn it for disqualification, mate. That's but, what I But do. I think that the only reason I wouldn't do that is because the way Flores fucking behaves. Like, yeah, fair like, enough. A, like a fucking Premier League, Premier League footballer that's been it on the head with a fucking So you're you know, saying, feather. ah, you got what you deserved. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's a shit house because he tried to get him disqualified for it. So if he'd have genuinely been hit, or, he, you know, if he'd have just like staggered away and been like, Christ, oh, come on, then I've gone, that should have been a disqualification, that. Because whatever happens from this point on, hmm. Rigondo punched him after the bell and knew what he was doing. Hmm. He punched him after the bell. It was clear. So that's why it should have been that, but I'm kind of glad it isn't because of the way Flores behaved. He, did, he got what he deserved in the end, and that that was fuck all. He, um, he's been gobbing off Rigo, um, wanting Lomachenko to come down in weight. Listen, listen mate, son. listen. He's going up in weight. He ain't coming back down to you exactly. because there's no money in you. You're boring. Exactly. Who Nobody buys a watch- ticket. Exactly. Listen, my boy ain't going to move down to fight this kid or even hang around to fight this kid. Rigondo doesn't make any money. I mean, you're Neo from the Matrix when you're the best pound-for-pound boxer on the planet. It's all about the moolah, son. We're going up. We're going, <laughs> we're going up for Terence. We are going up. Terence is going up for 147s, mate. He's on his we're, all, we're all going up. <laughs> He's legging it, isn't he? He's legging it. In fact, we have, a, we have a discussion regarding going up uh, on our Radio City talk show. Going to have a little bit of a nosy at it because uh, we do address uh, Paul Smith Jr.'s performance um, in Germany. We talk about uh, Quigley and... Uh, John, uh, John Joe Carroll. Oh, oh, mate. oh. Fight of the year we, we can't skate over that. Can we just can we just quickly take a moment? Again, to... you did it yesterday. You want to have another go at it? I just want to take a moment to say what a fucking fight. John Joe Carroll, Johnny Boy Quigley, thank you. That was the best British fight we've seen so far this year, and it will need some topping. That was an absolute battle royale. I want to see a rematch. Please let me see a rematch. Well, he's done it again now, so I apologise if you listened to yesterday's show and him repeating himself. Uh, But we also, on yesterday's show, spoke about um, Andre Ward wanting Anthony Joshua. And uh, Bellew kind of started this merry-go-round of wanting to step up in weight for the big pay days. It's all on our Radio City Talk Show, which you can get on our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and have a little bit of a nosy on there. Also, a little bit of an added treat for you. Um, I've been out and about today. Whilst you've been um, smashing yourself up on bumming uh, microwaves, my friend, mm-hmm. um, again, one of the reasons why we're recording so late today is because uh, I managed to blag myself down at McGuigan's gym. That's where I've been today. We've been uh, having a little bit of a hangout with uh, Barry and the boys. Fantastic Class. facilities. Uh, and I've done an interview with Carl Frampton. Uh, and Josh Taylor, head of his uh, fight with uh, O'Hara Davis, which we'll be uploading for you next week. So you can have a little bit of uh, uh, some added treats next week. And hopefully, if he turns up, I've asked for a, a chat with O'Hara Davis tomorrow. Great. So I'm uh, going to go down here, watch him do a bit of sparring. Hopefully he's going to rock up. Hopefully he's going to be as brash as fuck. And hopefully it's going to be must-listen-to stuff. Um, on the show next week so make sure you subscribe to our podcast fightdisciples.com you can get it all on iTunes as well just search us under Fight Disciples this is the Fight Disciples podcast subscribe now via the iTunes store can I just say your um, your story about the microwave has kind of taken everybody off piste and and stopped them thinking about my comments on last Thursday's show I was, you know what I mean we're partners aren't we we're teammates I thought, me I'll, out, I'll drop a big story there to take Adam's mind off yeah, yeah. just on the story as well you know what I did as well I don't know whether you do this you know I'm 40 years of age now but you know the first thing you do when you do something like that ring your dad do you do that <laughs> I've just smashed the microwave door to smithereens first thing I do is ah, balls Better ring me dad. Why? Just ring me dad, let him know. 
I've just smashed the just smashed the, you, just smashed the door off the microwave. Have you yet? Why? Well, I was, that's me. That like that was a p- classic Tony Pete reply. Mm. Why? Mm. Oh, you know, just for fucking kicks, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, well, you know, what do you want me to do about it? I was like, you know, can I buy a door? No, you can't buy a microwave door. No, you're gonna have to buy a whole new microwave. Right? Okay. But that's like a dad conversation, isn't it? Don't you, aren't you? Whenever something like that happened, like the other day, I stabbed myself with a knife. First person around me, Dad. Just stabbed myself. Why, why, why is that not on the show? Where, where, where's that just come from? That's just been pulled out of thin air. You've smashed yourself up on the microwave door. <laughs> but more importantly, you stabbed yourself the other day. Stabbed myself with a knife, yeah, taking some uh, garden clips off the back fence. Right. And uh, decided to stab myself Fucking with a knife. Fucking hell, Mr so. Bean here. Mr Bean knocking out. I know. Out. I'm not doing well this week. It's not been a good week at all. So. Well, not, to be fair, you can get away with this because you didn't actually say it's definitely not happening in August. You never That's said true. that. That's true. Those words only came out of my mouth. So oh, it's me dear. that's got all my hands up and take the humble pie. Right. If you listen to our UFC show on Thursday last week, um, episode 110 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Yeah, go back. Go on. Go and have a little bit of a listen because there's not a fucking cat and else chance I'm playing a clip in this show about it. So if you want to <laughs> hear me do it, you're going to have to go back and re-listen to the show. That's what you're going to have to do. Um, I categorically said that Mayweather McGregor will not happen in August. And I gave a whole host of reasons, mainly because of a world press tour and it's too short notice and they'd love to milk this and make some serious cash. Um, we then hit... Um, we, we, we hit publish on the on the, on the the show. You got it in your feeds. And just as you're receiving it in your feeds, right? So midnight strikes, it downloads into your phones, and it's already out of date because from America, nice and fresh, um, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor announced that they're going to be fighting on August 26th. Well done, lads. Thanks, thank you very much. Luckily for me, and luckily for you, we were both working for uh, other people at that time. Um, last week, so therefore we could actually act on social media, have a little bit of a joke, a bit self-deprecation to tell you, listen, we fucked up. Um, <laughs> please listen to the show still, but, it, but, but, but it's out of date. <sighs> They've done us, mate. And to be fair, I've spoken to so many people over the last week for various radio shows that I've been doing and quite a lot of uh, illustrious people in the world of boxing journalism have all said to me, said, yeah, August 26th took me by surprise as well. I thought it might be September, yeah. October. There you go. Can I just say one stroke of genius on this, by the way? Ice Cube, you little opportunist. I love this. To book out the T-Mobile arena after they've announced the fight is fucking mega, mate. Absolutely sensational. They announced the fight. Yeah, it might go here, it might go there. Well, never mind. Might, might, might. Ice Cube's just booked the fucking arena that you're going to have to buy off him. And he's told him he'll sell it back to him for double the price. Go on, son! <laughs> That's what I like. Cheddar ching. Cheddar Everybody's making money, man. Everybody's making money. Uh, and on our UFC show tomorrow, we'll go in depth a little bit more on this particular uh, thing from uh, a Conor McGregor point of view, who doesn't have an apparel sponsor oh. going into this fight, which is ludicrous. Normally, UFC Mental. fighters are all tied to Reebok. Reebok, Freebok. But he, does, he doesn't have one, and he's, he's free to negotiate his own deal. <sighs> he could come out with more money than Floyd Mayweather on this. 100%. You're talking Nike, Under Armour, obviously Freebok will be at the table as well. Oh, do it all, mate. I reckon, a, they, I reckon Adidas, they, they minimum Everlast. double his money. Minimum oh. double his money. I, it's crazy to think what's that way, and you know I'm not just talking about the Nike shorts either, or or the branded shorts. Imagine the the real estate on his shorts. Imagine the, the three or four adverts he could put oh, on him. What man. are Rolls Royce prepared to pay to have their logo on his shorts or Rolex or yeah. any of these other you know 
Listen, the way Connor dresses, he could have could have Gucci or Louis Vuitton or whatever. It's crazy. And what are they willing? What are they willing to pay him? Mm. It's uh, it's a frightening thought how much money is going to be made from this whole circus. But listen, we're going to get into that properly tomorrow. But let me just say that the more I think about it, the more I love it. And bring on the haters. I don't care what you say. I love boxing. I grew up on boxing. Spent 18 years covering boxing. But I love this fight as well. And I can't wait for it. There you go. We're going to do a series of specials as well. Nick's going to write some stuff on various angles of the fight, the uh, various angles of the event. Uh, we're going to do some special podcasts as well uh, yep. as we build up towards August 26th because it's definitely happening yeah, on man. August the 26th. Our boy Javonta Davis as well. Did you see he put a little tweet he out? He says he's on the undercard. He's on the undercard. So, that, so right now we know Javonta's going to be on it, more than likely defending his world title. That's mm. more than likely going to be chief support, I mm. think then. We've all, we've, we know the UFC have said that nah, there ain't no other, you know, freak show fights going on there but we've got Leonard Ellaby teasing us saying it's going to be huge the undercard's going to be absolutely stacked so right now for sure mm. we know Savannah Marshall's making a debut on it mm. and we know that Javonta Davis is going to be defending his world title on it but other than that everybody in the game wants to be on it listen I've got something else for you I'm telling you now if if Canelo Triple G could chief support on this I'm fucking telling you now they would do it I've, uh, I've got something else for you because when I was arranging obviously going to go and see O'Hara Davis tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, I was speaking to uh, Frank Smith at uh, Matchroom and uh, they're in talks for Badu Jack Nathan Cleverly on that undercard Wow, awesome There you go um, Awesome But that's not confirmed as of yet but when it is hopefully um, we won't look foolish <laughs> and uh, they will go yeah it's definitely happening on the undercard the fight disciples told us and then all of a sudden they end up doing it somewhere else Anyway yep. August 26th we're eating humble well I'm eating humble pie uh, for what I said uh, last week on the show. Moving on. Uh, George Groves, he wants the uh, Muhammad Ali trophy, which we kind of broke last week because in our interview with uh, Paul Smith Jr., he alluded to that. He said, listen, George Groves has just won a world title. We think he's going to go into that competition now, fighting a couple of other dudes. Yeah. Um, the World Boxing Super Series. Um, it's, an, it's an interesting... For, for people who have not been following this, I'll try and give them a little bit of a... Please, can you explain to me how I'll it I'll try, works? mate, I'll try. All right, because they've basically the class of 2017 is catering for two weight classes, cruiserweights and super middleweights. In each weight class, eight elite boxers will battle it out in a bracket-style elimination tournament, very similar to the FA Cup. Uh, <laughs> At um, different venues, on yeah. different promotions, yeah. with different belts on the line. There you go. Uh, four quarterfinals that are going to take place over September and October of 2017. Two semifinals are going to happen in January uh, and February of 2018 and one final um, on May, uh, sorry, in May of 2018. Basically, it's going to last throughout the whole course of the boxing season, very similar to what we saw with the Super Six, with Andre Wood and uh, Carl Froch and the Jermaine Taylor and all those types of boys. Basically, it's 12 rounds of Prize Fighter. That's how I'm seeing it. It's two, whereas Prize Fighter is three rounds. This is 12 rounds, and it's lasting over a longer period of time. That's how it's going to happen. It's 12 rounds? But every fight's 12 rounds? Yeah, that's oh, what, sorry, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Sorry. So the yeah, prize yeah, yeah. fighter fights are only three rounds three it's round championship, fights, it? championship prize fighter, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's belts on the line. George Grove's obviously gone in there, and he's put his belt in there. He's trying to get Tyrone Zuiger in there with, uh, uh, with his uh, regular version of the WBA super middleweight uh, title. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's $50 million in the prize pot. That's obviously going to be divvied up between all the boys that are involved in that, but somebody's going to come away uh, with quite a few quid. I think if you win, you could come away with $10 million. Is, is this what's delaying Callum Smith versus uh, Durell then? 
do you know something? I was going to ask you the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm thinking... Because we're not going... To, we've been trying to sort out um, the trip to go to LA to watch Callum Smith um, uh, against Anthony Durrell. But the venue's not been confirmed as of yet and they haven't announced the venue. But I heard last week that it might not necessarily be happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only assume that, I don't know, they're in some way, shape or form being told, here, come party here, man. This is where all the belts are going to be at. Yeah, so both of them would sign up for this tournament. Yeah. They would go into the hat. So we could well see Callum Smith fight George Groves. Well, depending exactly on how that. the draw takes out. So, Ex- exactly that. Because these are two guys that you would want in that draw. They're both but what you're going to get, what they are attempting to do, um, because this is, Sowlands are involved in this with uh, Sheffield, if I'm not mistaken, what they're attempting to do is have one champion in all those weight classes so they're attempting to unify the divisions through it so like you yeah. said things are on hold at this moment in time the WBC um, that's a vacant belt for Anthony Durrell and Callum Smith but they're going yeah. to put that in the pot and then at the end the, fi- the final because you've got if George Groves goes to the final obviously he'll keep his belt all the way to the final but if yeah. he doesn't in the final, you would have... Well, they've got to obviously try and coax uh, James DeGale into it as well, I suppose. Well, they need James DeGale, and they also need uh, Gilberto Ramirez in there as well. The WBO you know, champion, they, They're going to yeah. have all the champions. And obviously, there's there's a potential spot for Chris Eubank Jr. Um, so you would think... you know, I, I think if they've, if, if, if they've got Tyron Zugan now, which they have, and George Groves, so that's two, you say there's going to be eight? Yeah, there's eight in total. So they're the, the trying to... Basically, six um, champions... From yeah. each or or six highly ranked fighters in that weight category with yeah. two with two wild cards that will make up the eight. Okay, so the, but the wild cards would obviously be Callum Smith and Durrell because neither of them have got a belt yet. Yeah, they but they would not. I think they would, Well, weapon. this is where it gets confusing because I think that they're being talked about within the six because they are the guys that are going to be fighting for the WBC belt, so they will go into within the six. I know it's confusing, isn't it? But then your two wild cards will be at the discretion of the promoters that are involved with it, like your Callas Sowellans and your, so you've and your got, Sheffers. So the, 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 four, the four main champions are Ramirez, DeGale, Groves, um, Zouj. Well, then you, yeah, so, so you've got the Groves and so Zouj, which are two so WBAs, and then so you don't four. have a WBC. So you say Callum and Durrell, so there's six. Yeah. So the two more... Yeah, I don't know who they are. I don't know where they come from. you probably get Carl Froch throwing his hat in the ring. <laughs> well, surely, surely it's going to be... Um, what's his name, isn't it? The, uh, who's, who's coming back, the former champion. Um, Kessler. Kessler. Kessler's got to be in the mix because he's, he's just come back to Sauland. He's also, I'd be very surprised if Mikkel Kessler's not one of the wild cards. So then who's the other one? You know, the other one... I'm trying to think who's who's bigger you know, Chavez Junior maybe or Arthur Abram is Arthur Abram still active now mm. but, you know because he's obviously Sowland too or then again are they going to stay away from just doing Sowland guys because I don't know it's going to be interesting because obviously the Gale's attached to a different different promotion Callum on, Smith is on, well the thing is on paper it's a great idea because it's a brilliant fans, idea and, fans, but logistically it's going to be fucking yeah it's very there. very tough but what it does if they all sign up for it one it gets rid of all politics the best are going to fight the best. It's yeah. very, it's very UFC, mate. Of today is what it is, and you get the best guys fighting the best guys over a period of nine months, and at the end of it, you're going to have one champion in that division. Which I love all it the fans because want. exactly just like the Super Six, it's fucking dead easy to follow. You yeah. know, there's eight guys. There's going to be four fights. Then there's going to be th- there's going to be two fights, and then there's going to be one fight. There's a quarter final, a semi final, a final, and whoever wins the final is going to have all the belts. He'll be the mm. undisputed champion. So it's set up, it's great, 
it, it's just hard to see how logistically they're going to pull it off at the moment. But listen, if anyone can do it, it I guess it's the Sowlands because they get on with everybody. So mm. um, we'll keep you. We'll try our very best to keep you up to date with it as more people sign up uh, to uh, this uh, World Super Series. You mentioned Eubank Junior's name there, mate. He's obviously got a fight coming up on the ITV box office, which you of categorically said, fight, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. which you categorically <clears throat> said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be watching that. This is absolutely bollocks unless this happens. Robbie Davis Junior has to be on that card. <laughs> yeah. So Robbie Davis Junior is named on that card. Nick gets all excited. Then what happens? I'll tell you what happens then. Nick's second favourite fight, Lee Selby comes out of nowhere. Boom, you're on the card. That's what it's about. You've got Selby, you've got Robbie Davis Jr. You're going to be lining the pockets of the Eubanks boy. That's what you're <laughs> going to be doing. I am. I am. There's no There's no getting away from it now. Uh, as soon as they announced Robbie Davis Jr., I was like, well, I've, I've, I've said now I'll, I'll pay if, he, if he's on the card. And he is on the card. So my prospect of 2017, of course. But Lee Selby, I should just point it in. I'm a massive fan of Lee Selby, the Welsh Mexican. So uh, to see him in there defending his IBF belt as well is is super cool. But uh, what's happening with what's happening with Frampton now? Then is it wow. is it all been sorted? Come on, you you give us a bit of insight. You were hanging with him today, yeah, I was. watching him sparring, yeah, chilling yeah. out. We um, give us a bit of breaking news. Well, you're going to hear this all next week, but I'll tell you now, right? So I asked him about the Selby thing. I said all fans want uh, Selby. What's the crack with that? He said, listen, we were we were negotiating. He led us up a bit of a garden path. This is Selby led him up a little bit of a garden path because at the uh, Kell Brook and Errol Spence Junior fight, um, I think. Frampton was there himself, mm-hmm. um, and they spoke to the IBF, who um, Lee is the champion of, and uh, they said, "Listen, we want the fight. We want to. Uh, we want to fight him next. I've already booked the date uh, for the end of July in Belfast." Lee said, "He's up for it. I'm up for it. Can we do it?" The IBF turned around and said, "No. We've already told Lee that he's fighting. He's mandatory. That's it. End of." And we know what the IBF are like at the end of the day. The IBF are sticklers for it. I mean, they threatened to th- uh, strip AJ. They stripped Tyson Fury. Uh, they like you to fight the mandatory fighter in their division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the geezer that uh, Selby's fighting, John Barros, is the IBF uh, mandatory challenger. Under no circumstances was he allowed to shift that. So, Frampton felt, uh, to be fair, talking to him today, he was like going, listen, we wanted the fight, we wanted to do the fight. That's exactly the type of fight that I wanted to do. Belfast would have absolutely loved that. Selby said that he wanted to do it, but he forgot to tell us that he had a mandatory obligation. And that's basically that in a nutshell. Yeah. It's a shame because I would love to have seen that fight. But listen, Barry else was a good fight as well. Barros was the former champion, of course. So mm. uh, he's former featherweight champion. So it's a good test for Lee Selby. It's a, it's a good fight, to be honest. I think that's a great fight. And I think Robbie Davis Jr., uh, any opportunity to see him is a is cracker as well. I think Kid Galahad's on that card as well. He always. Uh, it's getting good, man. Yeah, it's, it's getting good. Little I had a little thing, bit so. of banter with uh, ITV Box Office and Pox and Sports who were running this on yeah. our social media. I said, all right. You're winning me over. And then they started yeah, tweeting back going, ah, oh, you change your tune. <laughs> you know, I'm giving us shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, one man that um, I don't know whether we can give him shit or not. One, he's bigger than us. Two, he's so kind in coming on the show. But we give everybody else shit when they get popped for drugs, mate. And if uh, if Bong Squad has been having a little bit of a smoke, we've got to give him some, <laughs> haven't we? We've got to give him some. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I wish he'd give us some. I know that. <laughs> Deontay Wilder <laughs> uh, getting pulled uh, with possession of cannabis. Now, okay, it's not performance-enhancing drugs. It ain't, it ain't juices. It ain't a steroid. No, and it, and no. certainly not a performance-enhancer. So it's a completely different conversation. It's more of a piss-take, let's be honest, yeah. than uh, they're, they're going to vilify him. Bong uh, squad! Listen, the last thing we need to do is turn more heavyweight title contenders 
against us after the uh, debacle that we had on online the other week. But uh, oh, listen, we're, we're big Lucas. We're big Lucas. He's yeah. our mate. He's big, big Lucas. Big now Lucas he's in the is, team. Obviously, oh, back on the Christmas card list oh, now. Is he? He's in the team. Listen, we oh, had a, <laughs> for those that don't know. Um, after we, we obviously slagged Lucas off on the show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, deservedly so. Fucking two-time drug cheats. Sorry. Look at you, still giving him a kick now. I've sorted the problem out. Me and him are mates. Oh, sorry, am I supposed to retract that now? No, or? no, you've you been factually correct. That's fine. Um, but um, some snide on uh, <laughs> on Twitter decided to uh, tag Lucas into it, so we ended up having a conversation with the guy. We got on all right at the end of it because he came across as a straight dude, straight talk. If you talk to him normally rather than just slag the dude off and yeah. give him a load of shit and just say, listen, mate, these are the facts. This is the crack. What are you supposed to do? Um, you've had one chance and you fucked up the second chance. And he kind of went, yeah, at the end of the day, sound. I said to him, listen, all you've done now is given every heavyweight on the planet an excuse not to fight you because they yeah. can just turn around and say, well, I'm not fighting him. He's fucking juiced up. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. at the end of the day, it, it, it ended quite well. I said to him, listen, man, you ever want to come on the show, you are more than welcome. If you want a voice in the UK, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, I'll just ban Nick from the studio because he'll just <laughs> he'll get stuck in. So uh, cheats, man. I've got no time for them. But no regarding Deontay Wilder and, yeah, his, that's and, different. and his bong squad. Listen, exactly. Come on. You know, at the end of the day, it's a joint, isn't it? A couple of joints or whatever. It, it's not, listen, he's not. He's not enhancing his performance. He's... Listen, we, we, cover, we cover UFC as well. We cover we cover UFC MMA on this show. If we were going to vilify everybody that smoked weed, we would Shit. never. We wouldn't even have a show. Have everybody a in the UFC smokes weed. <laughs> it's like a fucking fact. We all do it. It's like a jujitsu thing. Everybody in that sport smokes weed. So yeah. we can't now turn on Deontay because him and his boys have had a, a, che- a cheeky hit from the bong. Yeah. But uh, you know, he one, needs one to, good thing come that's on. come out of this. Listen, one good thing that's come out of this is that Dillian White's troll game has gone through the roof, mate. He is absolutely <laughs> murdering him. He is going. Listen, he he, uh, he copied a video that Deontay. I don't know whether Deontay put it online or Deontay's missus put it online. And basically, all it is is them two just proper t- necking on, mate. They are getting stuck into each other. You know what I mean? It's virgin on soft porn. Is what yeah. it is. I was just gonna say necking on the, the reference there from the. Northeast is yeah, man. kissing, smooching, smooching, kissing. Yeah, the gotcha. tong- tongues everywhere, slivers all over the gaff, right? <laughs> and then you've got Dillian. He retweeted it. He retweets the video on his own feed and goes, "Look at this fucking muppet! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Look at him! What are you talking about? You know how Dillian talks and stuff. He's just absolutely abusing him. If he doesn't get the Dil- uh, the bronze bomber fight, I'll be gobsmacked, mate, because he is chatting enough to get. A little bit of bomb squad. Yeah, uh, you know. Come on, I love uh, this. I love it when people call people out and they and they yeah, get yeah. Listen, into the situation. I, I get where Dillian White's coming from. He's got a he's got a singer from the rooftops because ain't no one going to hand him that fight because you know God knows he's not deserved it. So he's got to try and call for it and he's got to try and use the fact that he's UK based fighter and the heavyweight division is in the UK and and uh, and the bronze bomber needs to fight someone over here. But listen, if the bronze bomber is going to fight someone in the UK, I want it to be Tony Bellew. I don't want it to be Dillian White. Look at you, you're always looking after your mates. Aren't I want you? Dillian White to rematch with fucking Derek. Chisora, one of the best heavyweight fights I've ever seen. I want to see that again. I don't, it was a split decision. Could have gone either way. Mm. I don't want to see Dillian White jump into a world title fight. We see what happened last time. He got a world title fight. He got knocked out. And he's uh, beaten nobody since. That makes right. me think he's now Stop world class. Stop being you protective. Look at you. You're going OT now, are you? I'll get some goss um, from uh, Camp Matchroom tomorrow when I'm down there. Uh, to see what the crack well, is. They've I'm, offered them, from what I've heard, Matchroom have offered the Bronze that, yeah. Bomber a couple of million quid to, yeah, you know, to take the fight. So. Mm. You know, if if that's not going to attract them, but listen, 
Is that a pay-per-view fight? No, it sounds like a chief support on Klitschko. On an Anthony uh, Joshua. AJ undercard to me. I think Bellew against Bronze Bomber, that's a pay-per-view fight on its own. That, that's a Sky Sports <laughs> fight. So if I was the Bronze Bomber, I'd be like, why, why are you trying to pass me this Dillian White guy that I've never even heard of when Tony Bellew, the blown-up cruiserweight in his mind, is there and we've already got a bit of a needle going anyway? Because mm. listen, I'll tell you now, this is... I was chatting to Huey Fury the other day. Let me just digress. Mm. Last week after the show, bumps into Huey Fury and we're having a quick chat and he's telling me about the Joe Parker fight. Probably going to happen in September. Yeah. Waiting for dates for Manchester Arena. All locked down. And I said, listen... You must be delighted that it's you know the, the WBO have stuck by you and stuff that you've 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 kept hold of that because I'm pretty sure Tony Bellew fancied that fight, uh, no secret obviously, and uh, he said no no he said listen, it's my fight you know I'm the number one contender and I'm going to take that fight and when, when I beat him, if Tony Bellew wants it then he can have first defense I tell you now I'll fight Tony Bellew absolutely no problem, and th- right there then I said you know what I can see that happening because this I can this is what's going to happen. Tony Bellew is going to Hang confirm... Hang on, wait a minute. Before we start making predictions... This is just top people... my head. This is just top my head. Right, this is not, I, don't this say is any not based on... This, this is not based on any information. I have not had this conversation right. with Tony Bellew. Right. I have not... But this is how I see this thing playing out. So don't, don't hold us to account on this, right? Don't be giving a shit on social media saying, ah, you told us this and told us that and this didn't happen. This is just him freestyling. He's gone this off to me. a dream this world. This is me, Go exactly. On. This is me freestyling. This is how this is going to play out. Go on. Huey Fiore... Joe Parker, WBO belt, September, Manchester. By then, we will already have confirmation that Tony Bellew, David Hay 2 is happening. David Hay, in his heart of hearts, without a trainer, his body's still fucked. He knows he can't fight Tony Bellew this year, but he will agree to a fight in, say, October, November against Tony Bellew at a venue to be confirmed. Then, when we get close to that event, except maybe four, eight weeks out, David Hay will pull out injured. And the fight will have to be re-pushed back to the end of the year or early in 2018. He will basically keep Tony Bellew on a fence because Tony Bellew, that is the marketable fight for him. However, just like he did with Tyson Fury, eventually Tony Bellew will go, you know what, David, hey, the rematch not happening. You're never going to get fit. I'm going to fuck this off. By then, Huey Fury's beat uh, Joe Parker. He's the WBO champion. And we get Tony Bellew versus Huey Fury at the beginning of 2018 for the WBO belt. Boom, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> I told you not to do that at the end. That's how that shit's going to play you out. Tell you. That's how it's going to play out. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Uh, there you go. Um, if there is any more news on everything that's happening in the heavyweight Real region, news, not just like fancy. Yeah, proper, pro- proper job. Um, we'll uh, we'll chuck it on on social media. So make sure you follow us at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just a quick one, because I'm still a little bit confused as to how this is all going to play out. Earlier on this week, Canelo and Triple G were in town. And one of the things that came off the back of that uh, particular press conference, apart from obviously Billy Joe Saunders begging for the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Good on could, Billy Joe. Yeah, fair play, Good Billy. On him, man. Yeah. Give, it, give it a shout, man. Um, one of the things that did come out of it was the way that we're going to consume that fight here in the UK. Now, I knew that it was a Box Nation fight, so I'm automatically thinking, sound, got me Box Nation subscription, we'll rock and roll with that, we'll just watch the fight at four o'clock in the morning. Yep. However... Lots of chat about pay-per-view coming out. And Frank even said, listen, it is a pay-per-view fight. We're having to look at the the way that this is going to happen. It's definitely going to be pay-per-view in some way, shape or form. We're just trying to make this work so therefore we don't annoy any of our existing customers. Now, mm-hmm. the way that it might work is that it might be BT pay-per-view. 
And if you've got a Box Nation subscription, you still might get the fight as part of your subscription. But if you've just got a BT sports package, I think you might get um, a BT pay-per-view on top of that if you want to watch the fight through your BT. That might be one way. I mean, mm. I, I can't see him going the whole hog and going, right, it's, B, it's Box Nation pay-per-view as well. So you've got your subscription there, which you're paying God knows, what, a tenner a month or whatever it is uh, for Box Nation. But then on yeah. top of that, we're going to charge another tenner to watch this one-off particular fight. I don't know, man. I don't know what, how that's going to po- po- play out. But it's going to be pay-per-view in some way, shape or form here in the yeah, UK. Yeah, it, it's kind of worrying because if BT start pulling out pay-per-views as well, it'll be inevitable that they'll start doing it. Um, the reason you know, why... For, I'm, the reason for why... other big events. I, 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 you know, the UFC could... Well, the pay-per-views hmm. for the UFC could start milking over as well. But then you'd lose at custom. Because let's be straight, man. It's only the hardcore that are up at four o'clock in the morning watching this stuff. Let's yeah, be, let's I be completely straight. agree, yeah, yeah. The, <clears throat> the, 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 for example, we're uh, we're doing a preview on um, O'Hara Davis and, and Josh Taylor. That's why I'm, I'm down here doing this thing, and me and you are going to be doing a little bit of a, a preview on it. That's fine. It's taking place, Channel 5 on a Friday night. That's going to do some big numbers because it's casual boxing fans, end of a working week, sat yeah. down, they don't want to watch Love Island with the missus. Oh, Channel 5's on. What's this? A bit of boxing. Let's have a little bit of a nosy at this. Barry McGuigan's behind it. Let's it's have a look. It's going to smash it. It's going to smash it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to do some big terrestrial numbers. Then you compare that to a four o'clock in the morning fight uh, between Triple G and Canelo. Now, us listening to this right now, you're going to think I'm absolutely talking out my arse when I say this. <clears throat> but I'm telling you now, neither of those two are big pay-per-view pullers in the UK. They might be big pay-per-view pullers in Mexico, like mm-hmm. Canelo is. Yeah. Or you're like, I mean, the fight with Sh- uh, Chavez did, what, two million buys or something like that? I did some ridiculous numbers, uh, yeah. what, what they did, sensational numbers. Then you've got Triple G. He's done okay in the States. He's probably a bigger pull in the UK because of his fight with Kel Brook. But they don't pull Anthony Joshua numbers, mate. That's not yeah. it. And we're not talking Anthony Joshua time of fight. Anthony Joshua Klitschko's on at, what, the ring walked at 10 o'clock of an evening. Mm-hmm. You're out in the boozer with your pal. Four o'clock, I'm in fucking bed if I'm a casual yeah, yeah. fan. It ain't happening. So who's shelling out 16, 17 quid on a fight that's happening four o'clock in the morning on two lads that we, the casual fan doesn't necessarily know anything about? Yep. And, you know, the big, the big elephant in the room as well is the fact that there's another fight that goes down three weeks before. Oh, it's pissed all over it. Potentially could be a much bigger pay-per-view. Mate, it's pissed so, all over it. Of course it will. It's pissed all over no, it. No, I mean, financially, I think in the US, they're talking about it potentially being as much as $125 oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for yeah, Mayweather yeah. versus uh, McGregor. So... Even, though this, even though this Canelo quid. fight and Triple G is going to be about $65, $75, yeah. you're going to get a lot of people going, ah, fuck that. You know, but that's I'm in not, the States. I here can't in afford the UK, it twice in a month. Here in the UK, I reckon Mayweather McGregor is 20 quid to us. I reckon it's 20 quid. I hope be- so. Because of because of everything we're going to see in the press conferences, M- M- McGregor's going to be unbelievable in those press conferences. He knows how to sell a fight. He's the best self-publicist in yeah. sport. And he's going to sell this like till the cows come home. Where people- so the, difficult you've got then, the difficulty then is what is Canelo Triple G worth to the UK market not massive, in terms mate. of not pay-per-view in terms of eyeballs full stop you know will people have had their fill of boxing after the, after that event mm. because it's going to be such a huge crazy circus people are going to go ah fuck I knew that was going to happen you know or, or whatever and then we roll into Canelo Triple G oh no I'm not buying more boxing forget about that mm. you know that, I'm talking about the fair weather fans here or it could it could do the opposite don't get me wrong but I think the problem with putting I, a value on it in terms of BT Sport or Box Nation, maybe that's what the delay is now. Maybe they're kind of going, you know, what is it worth? Like, what? how much are we going to pay 
to, to have this event over in the UK because obviously they have to pay the promoters in America to have the rights to the to the footage and everything else to put a pay-per-view event on. Yeah. But what is it actually worth? You know, is it worth is it even worth a million pounds? Because are you going to make a million pounds back in pay-per-view revenue? No. I've got no idea. Who's, who's going to buy Canelo Triple G after this? Obviously, we will. But, you know, to the layman fan, is there, is there going to be that much of an uptake in the UK on pay-per-view? I don't know. I'd be very, very, very surprised if it does more than 150,000 buys. Very, it, very surprised. Put it this way, it'll do. It'll be dwarfed by the amount of people that watch O'Hara Davis. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely dwarfed by that. O'Hara Davis, you. Josh Taylor will Josh do Taylor, yeah. will do big, big numbers because it's free, it's terrestrial, it's Friday yeah. night and it's on a top, top top class time. It'll go crazy, the numbers on that. You're talking over a million people watching that. Yeah, I agree completely. And, but, and then you compare it to the buys on this particular fight at that time of day. I mean, you could directly compare it to Conor McGregor uh, and Floyd Mayweather because they're both on at the same time of night. Um, and they're both going to be pay-per-view. And to be fair, I reckon the Floyd fight and Conor fight will be more expensive than it will be uh, than the Triple G and Canelo. And 100%. I reckon I reckon comfortably, in the UK alone, it does double the, yeah, May- the Mayweather fight. Comfortably. Yeah, completely agree, yeah. So therefore, it can't, for me, it just can't be a pay-per-view event. The no. Triple G and Canelo can't be pay-per-view in the UK. Yeah, but then, you know, we've just had a conversation about an event that's on... ITV box office with Chris Eubank and Lee Selby and Robbie Davis Jr. And we're going, you know what? Okay, yeah, we're going to have to pay for that. Like, why the fuck? Are we? Well, if that's on Sky, that's never a pay-per-view that's event. That's it. That, well, that's, that's it. That's never pay-per-view. We're only saying we're going to pay for it because we have to pay for it because they've said it's a pay-per-view event. But if we're analysing it properly now and we're looking at it, it's never a pay-per-view event. No. And that if, that's, not... if that card's on Sky, there's fucking no way it's on pay-per-view. It's only because ITV and the Eubanks are doing this mm. bullshit that they're doing. But you're, you're right. But hopefully, you know, that, that is Canelo Triple G even going to do as well as Eubank versus Arthur Abram? I don't know. Because <sighs> at least Eubank Arthur Abram's going to be on at normal time in the UK. Yeah. You know, people and it'll be gonna... cheaper. Exactly. And, and, you know, in this day and age as well, if you've got a little patience, by Sunday lunchtime, you can pretty much fucking watch the highlights via some American website or some boxing website anyway. So you're yeah. going to be able to watch Canelo Triple G, an eight-minute highlight package anyway. And? I don't know. I don't know whether it is a pay-per-view. You're right. It's crazy. Not it's only crazy it is. And I reckon by Thursday of that week on BT, they'll be airing it for free. Yeah, exactly. So you can watch it. If you've got a bit of patience, you have a chat with your pals, you don't want to stay up till four o'clock in the morning, you can probably watch that on Thursday. If you're a casual fan and you still then maybe go, oh, that was fucking all right. Yeah, that was a bit sad. That was all right. Or that was a bit crap. Whatever. Isn't this mental? Isn't it mental that Canelo versus Triple G is not like a pay-per-view The fight, the, re- the best boxer match this year against two of the best fighters this year in a real 50-50 who's the best middleweight on the planet matchup. Like, this is the shit like these two are fucking brilliant. This is the fight we should all be getting excited about. Yeah. As boxing fans, we should be like, oh, counting down the moments. Take our money. Like fucking how much do you want? But instead, we're debating whether it should even be pay-per-view. It's fucking mental. Absolutely mental. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Thank you very much for listening to our little award-winning programme. If you've only just stumbled across us, you can subscribe via iTunes. Very easy to get to via our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a whole back catalogue there, which I'm sure you're all going back now uh, to episode 110 of last week, just to hear me say categorically that August 26th won't be happening for Mayweather (laughs) McGregor. Yeah, all right, rub it in. Anyway, uh, you can also follow us on all social medias. If you want to abuse me, you can do, at Fight Disciples uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
tomorrow's show. I thoroughly recommend that you uh, come and join us. Yes, it's UFC. You might not necessarily be a UFC show, but one, there'll be two. There'll be a lot more humble pie of me eating as we talk about the ins and outs of Mayweather McGregor. There's also quite a lot to talk about in the world of UFC because uh, we had a little bit of daytime fighting at the weekend, didn't we, Sunshine? Yep. With the time difference Lovely. in Singapore. Lovely. I absolutely loved it. I was sat down. Sun was shining in my back garden. I had my iPad on me uh, on my old table outside in the old garden light, watching a bit yep. of Ollie home, throwing uh, throwing some leg kicks in. Super. I had a beer. I had a beer. I had, oh. the, had the old uh, had the old uh, you know the, the old tan, yeah. the old oil rubbed on That's and everything it. else. And my speedos. Every Class. every now and again, I just had to fill the kids paddling pool up and say, "Right, yeah. go on, crack on, kids." <laughs> exactly the same. Keep <laughs> doing your same, thing. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. You enjoy yourselves all there. Yeah, Daddy, I'm drowning. It's all right. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You, it's only a paddling pool. You'll be fine. <laughs> Learn to swim come on kick your legs <laughs> dad dad <laughs> anyway we'll be talking about that on tomorrow's program so make sure you subscribe fightdisciples.com is the website we'll catch you next time thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via itunes